0: The USFL gambling Podcast preview of the playoffs and our picks and DFS episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Yes, dominate the summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti style tumbler. When you order over at BirdDogs.com pool. Once again, that is birddogs.com slash pool. Hey, this is Bill Romanowski. You're listening to SGPN. Let
1: it ride. Football is a unique American experience, a game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival, but survive it did. Being played in the United States Football League. Touchdown! Oh
0: my God, the quarterback is toast. We sometimes forget that football, being the consummate team sport, is a great deal more successful when you do play as a unit
2: and don't rely on individual talent. Frankly, I'm impressed with the USFL. Uh,
1: America, this league is good for America and. Uh,
0: The USFL gambling podcast, the United States football league. Yes. And I am super excited because we're, this is guys Throw away. Get, look, let's get done with all the bullshit here. This is the playoffs. This is the playoffs. The road to the freedom cup starts Saturday. All right. And uh, look, I'm super excited. You're probably wondering just who the hell you're listening to. My name is Colby swinging Base Dan, AKA pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists
1: and lives by his wits.
0: have your car towed all the way to your house and all you got for me is light beer.
1: And you are nothing but a chameleon, lemon
0: headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Yes. Guys, Oh man. Look, I don't care what anyone says. I'm more excited for this than the NFL playoffs. (laughs) Call me hipster. Call me. (laughs) Call me. I, I I just don't really care about this. This I'm interested. I want, I want to see, you know, I want to see, I don't think we have to compare it. The NFL playoffs is pretty damn
1: good in its own right. Yeah, Even but it, I don't watch as much yeah. of the regular season as I used to. The playoffs, the playoffs deliver, dude. But it, yeah. it, dude, they're not going up against each other, so it doesn't matter. Let's just enjoy I know. Enjoy I'm just saying. I of- haven't.
0: I haven't been this excited for pro football. Is my point. All right. Like the Bang. <laughs> what was it? The Bengals. Ram Super Bowl. I could give a flying fuck about watching that game. All right. (laughs) You you uh, have to gamble on it. Then you will. (laughs) Yeah. I had super bowl squares and everything. And guess what? I fell asleep after four whiskeys. All right. Uh, Look, I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back. The burrito eating, sideline, kiss, stealing wheeling and dealing Patty C in the place to be. Hi, Yeah. I like this league better. I'm sorry. I am going to compare (laughs) it. All right. And XFL fans, I'm coming for you next because we've had five kick returns in 10 weeks. Hey, guess what? The NFL had six. They have 32 teams and they play 18 weeks and they had six all year. This is the best kickoff in pro football.
1: And, and, and how many of those kicker turns were by a, an ex-USFL player? Kevonte That's Turpin? true.
0: Maurice Alexander and Cavonte Turpin. Maurice right. Alexander head went for the Lions. Uh, we are also joined by third man in the booth, fresh off of a fucking airplay. This guy's coming in hot. All right, he's coming in <laughs> like uh, like fucking. Uh, what's Michael Buffer over here? Give it up for the DFS got himself. Yes, we will be playing USFL DFS this episode. The rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, Tobacco Road living, a free light giving, farmer, farmer, Heard the basketball league MVP, give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's up, guys? Hey. Speaking of the Rams, <laughs> I was more interested for that sound drop than the fucking Super Bowl <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> um, guys, we made it. Year two regular season in the books, skip Holtz was just named coach of the year. How do we feel about that
1: obvious choice? I thought Ray Horton,
0: but they're going one and nine with, uh, with Kirby, Kirby, Wilson, Ray Horton, complete, complete franchise, turnaround to four and six it's always uh, great
1: to replace (laughs) the person who's, who was the worst coach ever. (laughs) You know, yeah. The, the only way they could have
0: went was up. <laughs> and then they end up with the one seed even though they were 4 and 6. If you don't you don't look at the 4 and 6, you look at the one seed. They went right. from the worst team in the league to the best team in the north. They were worst the worst. To yeah. Where's the first baby? Like it's like the Mac. <laughs> it is like the Mac. Yeah. Uh, Pat, that's a, that's a perfect comparison. All right. That is a perfect comparison. Well, with exception of the stallions, the, well, stallions that, the
2: quality of football in the uh, USFL uh, north is about that of the Mac uh, <laughs> compared to the rest of college football. Can uh, we get uh,
0: the USFL on Tuesdays and Wednesdays? Is it possible when we add yeah, more right? teams. Yes. Yes. I think so. <laughs> So here we are, boys. We're in the uh, playoffs. I think I think we're all pretty shocked that the Generals and Stars are at home. Uh, Patty C. and NC Nick, the Showboat brothers, are pretty shocked that the Showboats are at home. Showboat buddies, Showboat, Showboat brothers. Buddies. Brothers. As, as
1: soon as As soon as we uh, you know <laughs> put that together, <laughs> they lost two games in a row, and <laughs> we're never heard from before.
0: Can we talk about this for one That's, second before we ta- before we dive into the two games in the DFS? So the same exact scenario happened a year ago where skip Holtz rested the starters going into the playoffs, but Todd Haley, after losing by 40 week two and skip Holtz, get into it at at midfield and Todd Haley's talking shit to him and says, Oh yeah, well, we're, we're going to remember that when we play you next, well, skip Holtz, not easing in off the gas (laughs) keeps the starters even though they didn't need that game by any means, it was going to be played in Birmingham one way or the other with a nice fuck you behind it. I mean, this is how rivalries are born guys. What do you make of of Skip's decision in, in, in Memphis to keep the starters in and say, Hey, well, uh, I hope you remember this old Todd Haley, Patty, C. (laughs) your thoughts.
2: Well, uh, you know how uh, rivalries are really born when uh both teams win games and that didn't happen this season. Uh so this is not so much a rivalry but an, an ass kicking that is uh you know happening repeatedly.
1: But he didn't- and, and the funny thing is that it's not like uh, his strategy last year didn't work. He rested the players and <laughs> they brought him back won. and they won the whole thing. So <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, looking at it, you're like, all right, he he wanted to prove a point, and he went out and did that. It's it's a beautiful thing.
0: I mean, do, do, do are we looking too far into it? Do you think that he actually did this on purpose as a fuck you? I think he probably did because last year we had that same exact example, and he's he's on his backup quarterback this year, so he could go to well, slow. You know what?
2: Maybe Todd Haley's revenge. Todd Haley's revenge is not allowing them to rest their players prior to the New Orleans playoff game. They come in tired and they lose that one, and that's how he gets his revenge. Yeah.
1: Haley's revenge. That sounds like something. I, yeah. I know there's a comet named after Haley, but Haley's revenge sounds like <laughs> something. <laughs>
0: uh well, I mean, uh, Skip Skip's Revenge would be, I think, coach of the year, so uh, sitting on that wall next to his ECU championships. Right? Plus that, that bling yeah. from last year, too. <laughs> exactly. Freedom <Yeah>. Cups. <laughs> freedom cups with Holtz. All right. Uh, look, that that's a show that needs to happen uh, on this podcast platform at some point. Um, uh, all right. Before we get into both games, because we do got lines, we got lines and everything in this league. What does he say? In Major league. We got uniforms and everything. Um, uh, I want to tell you that the USFL gambling podcast playoff preview picks and DFS episode. is brought to you by bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. All right. Bird dogs are stretched khaki shorts and they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you a truly sculpted look. You're going to look like fucking Shark Dog you put these on. I'll be honest. Put these on you're going to look like Shark Dog. Um they fit way better than regular shorts cuz regular shorts are made of that stiff restricting cotton that we all hate. And you're just too bottlenose, nosed too 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 uh too hard-headed to uh to consider a change, but you need to because bird dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric. You'd be fucking hanging out with the angels. Uh, it looks just like khakis, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice all that movement. Uh, uh, look bird dog uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric too. I mean, first they give you the other thing with the cloud knit fabric, and then you got the anti sweat wicking fabric as far as I'm concerned, you know, they should be involved with the fucking space program because, or, or the uh, Titanic rescue program. But uh, oh, regardless, gosh. cause if you're going down, <laughs> you might as well smell good. All right. Oh, uh, look, the, the, the bird dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long and smelling good. All right. Uh, like I said, shark dog fans, get over there. All right, go to slash pool and enter that promo code pool, P O O L, for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. They're just going to give you a tumbler. Uh, that's slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We can promise you that. All right, we are back on the USFL Gambling Podcast. And now you might
1: not want to take your bird dogs off, but. A lot of ladies might want to take them off. Hello. If you start wearing them. It's true. It's true. Just saying. Just say, saying. Just, say. just ask Jim McMahon. All right. You know, is Bird Dog like the transfer <laughs> portal of shorts? All that all that movement, all that mobility.
0: It is. It is. It is. It's like the you could say it's like the Memphis showboats. They could play in Tampa one year, Memphis the next year. You know what I mean? They just they're 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 all about it. All right. Uh guys, uh, we got two games. Only one. <laughs> this is what's interesting. <laughs> Not only a skip Holt's coach of the year. They're the only team really playing a true home game. This, uh, this whole USFL playoffs. Yeah. I know the Mauler's hub was Canton, but uh, the drive from Detroit and the drive to Pittsburgh, I think pretty similar to Canton, Ohio, but Saturday, June 24th, the road to the freedom cup continues on NBC. 5 o'clock Pacific time, eight o'clock. So it's prime time. All right. Take your unsolved mysteries or whatever the fuck is CSI's fucking Miami, whatever it is, get it out of here because we're watching United States football league, baby. Prime ha- time. Yes. prime time. And I know Dion's about to have major surgery, but we wish him the best too. And uh, Michigan Panthers taking on the Pittsburgh Maulers at Tom Benson hall of fame stadium. See that's what's hilarious about these two games is that there's only one real home field. Um, I'm shocked that the Panthers who we all had, uh, well, I did not have them 10th. I had them ninth, Uh, but NCNAC and Patty C I think uh, multiple weeks of them have being 10th in the league. So I will throw a little slander at them. Uh, The Panthers are in the playoffs. They're alive and they went with a different quarterback last week, which was one of the more unbelievable performances because they were awful on offense and they won right? Did you guys catch those, the, just the, the stats from the uh, stars, Maulers game?
1: I watched the whole game. I had money on the stars and I, I just saw them just completely fall apart. Now. A lot of it was injuries. Obviously they came in with Colburn hurt. Then the backup running back, uh, what's his name? Dexter Williams, Dexter yeah. Williams got it hurt. Yeah. They, they, they were on James Williams, Sunbelt legend, to Georgia state. But uh, he was just signed like five days before. And then Corey Coleman got hurt in the, in the late in the first half. And that just made it so they couldn't open up that offense whatsoever.
0: Make all the excuses. excuses. Yes. I mean, I thought Bart Andrews actually did a terrible job coaching the fake punt. When you know this offense, when you know this Michigan offense, by the way, which finished for the game with 205 yards total, (laughs) right. Which is that that's, that might be the lowest all year, by the way, in the USFL. Right. And you try a fake punt if That's you awful. you had the lead and you try a fake punt you cough and corner that thing and you make them earn a first down which they didn't do all fucking day <laughs> or one just go for it go for it on yes. the fourth down i think you punt because you have the lead and this team sucks on offense either way like i just
1: every week it it I'm just so befuddled the the lack of coaches wanting to go for it on fourth down. Same thing with the gamblers. Yeah. The gamblers had a chance; they punted away like under two minutes. They're like, <laughs> what are you doing? They're like at the fifty yard line. Like, even if you don't get it, well, then you have your two timeouts, and you might get the ball back one more time. Just all season long, the lack, uh, the the unwillingness of coaches to go for it on fourth down is just remarkable. Well Well, you
2: guys are both uh, sitting here taking a dump on these coaches, and Mike Nolan went balls to the wall and brought in a new quarterback for the final game of the season with the playoffs on the line. (laughs) And what was the difference? His mobility. He had a rushing touchdown despite his Uh, otherwise shitty statistical. No, no, no. no. The difference
0: got the win. The difference was they're in the playoffs. That's all that matters. No, the difference was the special teams coach is a fucking uh, incredible. And what was the special teamer who blocked the punt for a touchdown? I'm drawing a blank right now. I forget his name, but, but uh look, I'm not giving any credit to Perry. All right. Uh I mean, come on, dude. That guy, he fumbled the touchdown. Even the <laughs> touchdown was a fumble. Um no. I'm not buying let, it. Let's not pretend like he's like
1: Michael Vick out there either. Yeah. I mean, he had uh, a little, a, a, a little bit of wheels, I guess. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's not like uh, he's not fast. He could move
0: around a little bit. But no, hey, the hey.
2: alternative is Josh Love. He does no, look like
0: Michael. I, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I disagree though. Josh Love's better. If Michigan wants to win this game, Josh Love needs to start. Because I don't it, know
1: because they've had a couple of cracks with Josh Love, and they haven't been able to score in double digits in two games against the Maulers.
0: He can complete a pass, man. He could, they had Eric barrier on this team, and they decided to cut him. And the general signed him. <laughs> this guy pl- started like a game or two last year and looked all right. Well, I don't it, understand what's going well, on here. Let me tell you this: now that uh, EJ
2: Perry is the starting quarterback for Michigan, they are mirror images of each other because Troy Williams and EJ Perry have similar stat lines, and they're both defensive juggernauts. Uh, uh, Tazino on Pittsburgh is the equivalent to Genda on uh, Michigan. Look, we're watching we're watching true defensive at northern football. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, uh, in general my fear with this weekend is that I think there's a couple obvious plays. And you know, maybe the obvious play might hit once, but probably not twice. But uh so I, I I'm going Maulers here. I'm hoping there's some differences between uh, us, but uh, hold yeah. On, so hold on,
0: hold on. The line is 3. I'm sorry. Maulers are a 3 point favorite. The total's 38. The Panthers are plus 135 on the money line. I'm going Maulers too. And that's what Nick's alluding to here, but I'm terrified of this game more than the other one. The reason why I'm terrified is because for some reason, Ray Horton never goes for it on fourth and inches. And for some reason, multiple games this year, they, they've just said, Hey, Troy Williams, let's throw it 35 times. All right. And that has been the games they've lost because turnovers happened. And when turnovers happen, the, the are not built to come from behind. For sure. So to me, if they were to call hike and down the ball on offense <laughs> the entire game, I think the Maulers would win this game because I think the Maulers are gonna. I don't think the Panthers will have any offense. Last time they played, Reggie Corbin I think had twelve yards rushing against Pittsburgh, and then you got Perry. Uh, I keep wanting to say A.T. Perry, the, the wide receiver from Wake. What, E.J. is that what E.J. It is? Perry. E.J. Perry is gonna be. Uh, I mean. Like I said, unless they go love because at least love can stretch the field a little bit. I know he throws picks left and right. I don't see them I don't uh, the only way that they lose this game is if Ray Horton botches this and they throw the ball more than they should. so the the line though is uh pit by three though, right? Yeah, right. So you're
2: worried about that. I, I feel like I mean, based on the previous two games, twenty three to seven, Nineteen to seven, and everything you just said about Pittsburgh only losing to teams that have offensive weapons, and Michigan not really having any of those. They don't have to worry about playing catch up. They can play the ground control game, and they'll be just fine. I I I feel like this is a lock that
1: Pittsburgh
0: covers. No, this this is the one that I'm worried about because Pittsburgh. See, I, I can count on the Stallions to not shoot themselves in the foot. Right. I the Maulers have been. Remember, I bought a future on them in week three. And I, and then I was like, after that I was like, man, that was a mistake. Now this thing might plus twenty two hundred, by the way. Um nice. And and but at the same time, they have been a mystery all year, from fourth and inches punting to them throwing when they <laughs> they go five wide. There was multiple games. Me and me and stacking the money green were talking about this. We were <laughs> we were watching some games on during the week here, and it's like they go five wide, empty backfield. With with Troy Williams, eh, when you see that happen, you're like Pittsburgh's going to lose because (laughs) because that's not their game. But yet they've done that multiple times, and they they in in my opinion they've got their ass kicked those games or they find ways to lose those games. Well, you
1: know I think in general when you have that bad of an offense, your margin of error is a whole lot slimmer. And Pittsburgh is the type of team that you want to take as a dog. Yeah, it's only three points, but still, I mean, this is you know yeah they they easily cleared that in the first two games, but this is going to be low scoring. So yeah, I don't feel great about this.
0: No, I feel decent about it, but if there's one that's going to if there's one I'm going to eat shit on, it's this one. It's not the other one. It's not the other one. It's this one because Pittsburgh has been a mystery team on off like Ray Horton as much right. as I think he's done. I just com- I can't confidently say because of their offensive play calling and the fact they refuse to play Madre London and play that that white stiff That Patty C is happy because he had a big game (laughs) with thirty three yards last week. And look, Um,
1: Michigan plays great special teams and a pretty good defense also. (laughs) So yeah, I I think I I feel better about the about the uh, stallions also.
0: Yeah. So look, I'm on the Mahler's. I will lay the three. I'm locking up the under because there's no way this is going past thirty eight. Again, though, pretty obvious, right? But I'm obvious they're under. They're nine and one. Eight like they're they're the way, or I think I, think I saw no, no, no. Eight, one and one. Okay. Depending on where, the, where you got the line at either eight, one and one or nine and one, right? Either way. I can't. Inv- the only way they break 38 is if we see turnovers, the, f- the empty, the, 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 the yeah. five, yeah. The five wide <laughs> empty yeah. set, Troy Williams pick <laughs> or strip sack and then eat, eat EJ Perry. Is throwing turnovers left and right. That's the only way. I mean, am I crazy? Are we all on the under?
1: You got to. Sorry, you got to. Patty C, tell us otherwise. Tell tell us otherwise, no?
2: Well, I'm not going to tell you otherwise, but I am going to give you a little confidence in terms of Pittsburgh's offensive approach that should make you feel confident in taking that and locking that is that they hadn't had a rusher. Uh, outside of the quarterback position, go over 40 yards, if I'm not mistaken, for you know, the first six weeks of the season. And then boom, the last four weeks, we have a running back going over 40 yards. They're le- starting to lean on that, figure that out. I'm not saying they're busting, you know, and they don't have Mark Thompson back there, but you get Garrett Groshek, 53 yards versus what he was doing, <laughs> they kind of did fit. And Madre L- London went over 50 yards. No, no, year. no. Whoever London whoever is, is better they, than Groschek.
0: Give London the reps you fucking whore. Well, neither one is great. No, <laughs> neither. One neither is no, 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 great. no, no. no. I refuse to have them compared to be the same. Madre London is way, way better than Garrett Groshek. They're not, they're not comparable to me. Well, yeah. He, and well, let, let me tell you what uh, I would agree with you based on what I've
2: seen in the USFL, but I thought Garrett Groshek was, you know, had potential coming into it. based Based on what I'd seen him do at Wisconsin, you saw that it, it, I didn't see that. that offense that they run. <laughs> I saw it, uh, it bottles, it bottles, you know, the running backs up. And 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 while, uh, uh, what's his name is a Madre London is able to create his own yardage a little bit, Garrett Groschek, that's not his forte. But if you give him a hole and give
1: him a head of steam. He is a hard guy to take down. Either way, they're going to give the guys about 10 carries each, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and that's that's what they've been doing every well, game. Well, that's the
0: mystery. That's the mystery. It's like, wait, Madre London, if you gave him 20 carries, he could look closer to I I'm not saying he would ever be Mark Thompson, but he's I think a solid back. Instead, they bring in this stiff that does nothing correct, but just he's Tim Worley 2.0 here, all right? <laughs> like uh, we've been
1: talking about it all year. it's almost a moot point because I don't think they're going to steer away from that just because they're in the playoffs now. That every every game it's been <laughs> fairly equal touches.
0: Uh all right, let's jump to the other one. Sunday. Sunday Sunday. Uh we got the now this one's great for the rivalry, man. This is uh this was the a repeat of the South Division Championship a year ago. New Orleans, break a, break of one twos, take it on the Birmingham stallions uh, on Fox uh, four o'clock Pacific time. So seven o'clock Eastern uh, uh, this, this game's fire. All right. This game is fire, but I feel confident about this because you know what I, I, the breakers <laughs> Breakers <laughs> offensive performance of the past two weeks, despite winning, th- they might be red hot right now, <laughs> despite them looking like complete ass on offense. Here's what I know. Birmingham simplifies the game, and that is why Mago is so good. That is why Marable So, and I heard Scarborough might go. If that's if that's true, goodbye. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel pretty confident about this one. I will lay the three with the stallions. The Breakers' offense is not consistent enough to 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 really even. I know the last time they played Birmingham, only won by four, and I know New Orleans beat them uh, the first time. I just can't get like New Orleans' rushing attack has gone. Away, they can't run the ball. Stallions minus three, lock it up. This is my lock. Um, I'm also going to play the under on the 44 and a half. I don't think the the Breakers' offense will be able to do it. I think the Stallions and John Chavez uh, dialing up that defense. The Breakers are plus 130 on the money line. If you want to buy, if you want to buy into the 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 Breakers' offense, but uh, I'm all over the Stallions. Nick, what are you doing here? Well, I'm
1: glad these two teams are meeting because I think they're the most talented two teams in the league, especially on offense. Uh, you know, probably the best two quarterbacks. I think Case Cook is belongs in the conversation. But uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, Birmingham has been by far and away the most consistent team all year long. You look at New Orleans, started off strong, running the ball really well. They went through like a midseason slump where I think they lost at least three games in a row, if not four. I think it's just three games in a row. Um, yeah. Cause they're seven and three obviously uh, ended strong, but uh, can they be trusted? I don't know, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think just uh, the stallions, man, the stallions come through for us every time. It's my lock as well, but one difference I'm going with the over. Cause I think both of the offenses, both of the passing games can click. Both teams will be in the twenties. I expect a nice matchup down the stretch stallions, pull it out and, and, and get that cover for us.
0: 24-20, the under still hits, buddy.
1: I'm saying 27 uh, <laughs> 21 stallions win.
0: <laughs> Patty C, what are you doing here on Fox Sunday? Uh well, let me tell you what. Uh
2: two of uh uh uh, uh West Hill's top four rushing performances of the year have come against uh Birmingham. I think he they he, he runs through that. They they're a little soft in the trenches, Birmingham. We're not paying attention to that. You know, sure. One was early in the season when they were a little dinged up, but he still went for 77 the second time around and they kept it within four points, uh, you know, and they whooped them the first time around. I think you guys are crazy to sit here and think that this is a lock. Uh, I think uh, new Orleans has demonstrated thoroughly that they're capable of beating Birmingham. So I'm, I'm very worried about Birmingham in this game. And I think, uh, you know, while I have to favor them, cause I think they're the best team in the league, you know, I'm not nearly as confident. Pittsburgh to me seems like the much safer bet. Really? <laughs> really, You're a
1: maniac, but you, uh, but you do agree with the stallions.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, well, and what about the over under, um, I got to go over to, I mean, I think that uh, the the one game that's gone under between this was by a half point, uh, twenty four to twenty. Like Colby alluded to earlier, but, but that's, um, that's
0: but this is this is like to make or break the season. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I actually think you know the will be a little tougher. Yeah, if you're looking at at that from that point of view. But I mean, the Breakers scored seventeen last week and and were terrible on offense the <laughs> the week before. They scored 31, but they they had like what I think it was two defensive touchdowns. Oh yeah, yeah. So they did that's nothing. That's the showboat That's
1: the showboat buddies game.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just I I, I I if anything, the Breakers' offense has me super concerned, and that's why I think Birmingham get, beats them.
2: Well, I mean, likewise with uh, with um, Wes Hills. McLeod Bethel Thompson also had two of his bigger games passing the whole season. I want to say his number uh, two and number three uh, passing outputs in a, uh, of the season came against Birmingham uh, in terms of yardage. So I, I don't think they have the answer to stop either one of those. I think the balance may throw a, uh you know, a monkey wrench into Birmingham's defense there.
1: Uh, Chances are turnovers are very important. I think I think New Orleans probably commits at least two turnovers. I think the Birmingham wins the turnover battle, and that's going to be a, a major factor in them winning the game.
0: Yeah, True. I think Alex Magoo he, he he made a turnover once in life.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: all and right. McLeod Bethel Thompson was a, a pretty much a sure bet to throw a pick there for you know every
1: game. Oh uh, yeah, it seemed like for the whole season. And Wes Hills has had problems holding onto that ball too.
0: mm. mm, mm. it's just all coming that way, folks. Uh, look. Uh, uh, these games are both great. I'm super excited to watch both of them, but this is time for the DFS. All right. The DFS portion of the show. But before I get to that, I want to tell you that the USFL gambling podcast playoffs preview picks and DFS episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy, best ball mania is here and underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. And Underdog Pick 'em is a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and college baseball player props. Look, I'm watching a game right now. And also they do USFL fantasy football. How great is that? Uh so you need to check all that out. All right. Uh there's so many ways to win an Underdog and it's active in so many different states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com, use that promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, guys, it's that DFS time. Uh, no, the other day, uh, I guess it was two weeks ago. When dude, I had a top fifty going into Sunday. I think I was like in the top thirty in the world, right? And Patty C witnessed this. I had a chance. Yeah, I could have pivoted because I saw them cut Laletta and have DeAndre Johnson, but I had to go to Pro Cup, and for some strange reason after a very impressive performance, Mike Riley <laughs> said, Hey, you're, you're not going to play the rest of the season. <laughs> right. But I, uh, I, I doubled that on pro cop. I kept him in there. I was like, no one else is going to have him in their lineups. And uh, he didn't play. So I pissed away, but damn, was I close. That w- I didn't have me- I'm telling you that was a roster that was built for number one. And, and Mike Riley let me down. Well, so you
2: had Hicatini aeny who is yes. averaging like uh, or cost you two thousand bucks dropped 20 some odd points and the Maulers <laughs> defense dropped 20 points we were like 10 minutes into the day and you'd already like
0: <laughs> so, some, would say, some would say someone say I'm a sharp um and oh. both those teams are in the playoffs so it's like I forecasted this uh guys at quarterback oh. I'm curious what did you do because I went with the best player in the league Alex McGo twelve thousand two hundred dollars do I need to play the music? Play that
1: funky music
0: (laughs) for all of us.
1: Music, white boy.
0: All right, look. In case you wanted to turn into a a lineup without that, what would you? Since everyone's gonna go with Mago? Bethel Thompson. It's not Troy Williams. (laughs) I was thinking maybe Troy Williams. In general, I think it's gonna
1: be smart to get um, players in the Sunday game, not the Saturday rock fight of a game. So I think Bethel Thompson's a decent pivot off of Magoo. Magoo. Uh, especially if New Orleans is down and, and can't run the ball, that's gonna he could he could have you know 30 some odd attempts through the air. So my second play would be Bethel Thompson, but I, you don't want to get quarterback position wrong. That's why I think you go you go Magoo.
0: Ah, uh, we all got him. Okay. Well, my top running back, I only went with two running backs. What'd you guys go with?
1: Who know? One uh,
2: I went with two. Okay. And, and you you're going to have to you're going to criticize me and you may be right. So,
0: let's go. <laughs> that definitely means he's going with the White Wonder. <laughs> All right. Uh I am going my top guy is CJ Marrable at 9K.
1: Play the music. <laughs> <laughs> I considered it but I, ch- I changed. Really?
0: Oh, yeah. I like it. All right, Patty C, who is your top running back? Well, you know, I just said, Hey, this guy has,
2: when I, when I looked up those stats and saw that he had gone off on uh, Birmingham twice, kinda I went with uh, West Hills
1: league's leading rusher.
0: That's what's amazing about this league he hasn't he hasn't had like a fifty yard game in like six weeks. He had he had a
1: couple of monster performances like week two, week three though, man.
0: He was able to hang on. Um, but look, Wes Hills, maybe you're right. He had two successful games against the Stallions. Maybe that is all the difference, and you will be bringing home cash for the first time in your life in DFS. Um, uh, my second running back. So NC Knicks only got one. So my second running back. I am going with Madre London because <laughs> God damn it, at, at four point eight k, and he blocked a punt for a touchdown recently. Um,
1: I don't think that's worthy of any fancy points, <laughs> but what? But but good job.
0: <laughs> hey Ray Horton, please 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 give one eight hundred pick on dia call because um. He is way better than anyone on your offense. <laughs> anyone on your offense. Like, just please, trust me. Give him the ball a little bit more than 10 carries. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I double
2: checked, and uh, he has 3.8 yards per carry, which is respectable, I guess, versus Groshek's 2.7. But this is not about who's more talented. It's about who Horton's <laughs> going to feed the ball to more, and be because he's a dumbass, he's going to yeah, feed it to Groshek. More. So I'm
0: taking Groshek. <laughs>
2: Ray Horton, you I know, he, d-
0: he did play in the NFL in the 1970s, where John Riggins and God knows what other white running backs were. were, were Larry Zonka, were, yeah, Larry Zonka. He's like Zonka won Super Bowls in Miami. Riggins won Super Bowls with the Redskins, and and uh, you know what? We're going Groshek. Um, <laughs> Uh, what was Groshek's pay? What was his, what was his pay? Uh, I
2: think Groshek was either a hundred dollars cheaper or a hundred
0: dollars more expensive. <laughs> it was
2: basically negligible difference there. I, I had extra money so I could afford either one, but just <laughs> I, while I should probably go uh, London, especially cause he's got actual big play ability. So if, if by chance he gets past the line of scrimmage, he could take it just, just for shits and giggles. I'm going grow to, mm, to to prove mm. a point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love this battle that we got going. Uh NC Nick, who's your top wideout since uh since you don't have a second running back?
1: Well, I am leaning heavily into the Stallions and I'm going to go with the most expensive receiver cuz I think people will be scared of, of putting that kind of money down on Davion Davis cuz he is big time boomer bust. I mean, he has two games what w- last in the last 3 weeks for example, he has a game nine for 114 A game four for one twenty and touchdown, and a game three catches for twenty four yards. So, (laughs) hey man, it's the playoffs. I'm here to win. I'm gonna roll the dice with a a home run hitter like Davis, and I think Birmingham has a big offensive output come Sunday.
0: Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like it. Patty C, what do you make of his take on? I look, I'm on Birmingham having a big day too. So, I just didn't take him because I I didn't have that money. Patty C. How much did Davis cost? Ninety four hundred.
2: <laughs> Big spender over here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Magoo Magoo's got to give the ball to someone. So I mean, and and like uh, you know, the 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 flip side of uh, uh, New Orleans getting some points on on Birmingham is Birmingham did the same to New Orleans. So uh, look for a shootout there.
0: All right. Well, look, my top whiteout is a guy that's coming on. He's coming on. He's coming around. I expect Birmingham to be up seven, 10, 14, 21. Um, Johnny Dixon is a guy that, that has really emerged lately. And that's, I would even argue that's like his number one. Now it's not, it's not uh Surratt. It's not Jay Adams. It's Johnny Dixon. <laughs> so I'm going Johnny Dixon to have a huge game in Birmingham at $8,900. Patty C, any of you guys have my guy Johnny Johnny Dixon? No,
2: okay. That's a negative. Although that's a huge uh, boom play if he if he hits. Have you
0: seen the stats the past couple weeks? This guy's impressive. he had a
1: very very quiet week ten. Didn't he score a touchdown though? I thought week eight and nine he blew up. I thought he what scored a he, touchdown
0: last week, though. No. What
1: did he do last week? I thought I thought he had a quiet day. Three, three for 60 and a touchdown. You know what? I was thinking <laughs> week nine where he went one for seven.
0: Yeah, three for 60 and a touchdown. Sign me up for that. That's worth $8,900 right there. All right. So let's go. Yeah. Uh, Patty C., who's your top wideout?
2: My most expensive wideout and actually uh, my highest fantasy uh, production average wideout is not a wideout at all, it's a tight end. It is one Jace Sternberger from the Birmingham
0: stallions play the music. I got him too. You know, I'm not go- this guy is the best player on the whole fucking team. Now you got my go. Number one, number two is Sternberger. I get a text from stacking the money green every week saying Sternberger should be in the NFL.
1: <laughs> he should. Stacking the money does love his tight ends, right?
0: Yeah. He does love his tight ends and Sternberger at 7,700. So look, uh, I don't know where that puts me. then. Uh, I feel like I only have defense and one other player to give away. Patty C, what do you have to give away? You have, I've got
2: two receivers to give away. Well, and and a running back. back. Yeah, but I kind of already gave them away.
0: Yeah, you got the the great white pile of shit, and that is. I'm joking, Groshek, but uh, yeah. Merrill
2: Hodge reborn. He went off in the playoffs in 1990 against the Denver Blind Broncos. Not Merrill Hodge reborn. Garrett he's-
0: Groshek is going to channel his inner Merrill Hodge <laughs> and go off. Dude, this guy is, he's like Rick Fenny reborn. All right. He's not, he's not. <laughs> If if you know that hey if you know who Rick Fennie is DM me at the Colby D and we'll send you we'll send you a gift card to the SGPN merch store there you go all right but you can't Google this you can't Google this and if you do this is pretty, code bitch honor code if you know who Rick Fennie is DM me and we'll 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 send you a gift card at the Colby D on Twitter uh so we know you have Groshek okay so now tell me your second highest price receiver Patty C.
2: Second highest-priced wide receiver is uh, Trey Quinn. He has been a staple of my lineup all why, year long.
0: Why would you roster him when when Perry's throwing the ball? You, you're hoping Love is starting, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, but uh, look, uh, Perry
2: would have been. You know, we we kind of jumped out <laughs> of that segment, but he, he he's got a little bit of value. Seventeen fantasy points last week, despite the lack of statistical production. For whatever reason, he calculates. Well, as a producer for eight thousand dollars, seventeen fantasy points is more than uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson averages. If I'm but not that, mistaken, <laughs>
0: wait, wait, wait. That's against Philly. He's playing the best defense in the league. Enter at your own risk. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, well, he's going to need someone to
2: th- throw to, and a little white guy in the slot, Trey Quinn. I mean that's that's your play all year, you know. To throw it underneath.
0: No, that's it, why you want love. And, uh, I think this is a terrible play. That's why you. <laughs> that's why you want. George, you want if Josh Love is starting, if he plays, then I think you're on to something. But if Perry's in, I, I think he's got zero chemistry with Trey Quinn. I think it's is a disaster play. If how, see, how many white guys
1: have you played so far? <laughs> yeah, what
0: are you really uh, trying to tell us?
2: <laughs> let's see, Miguel and I got one more lined up for you guys. So
1: <laughs> Sternberger, uh, Quinn, yeah. Groshek. Yeah. <laughs> wow. uh, what are all you right. doing here, huh? You want me to give you my last one while we're at it? No, no, it? no. I, I still got two guys left. So you're a Big Jerry turn. Jones
0: uh, guy, aren't you? Patty, <laughs>
1: keep keep the uh, listeners in suspense. Sorry. Uh, so all right. so I, I've given what two receivers? I have two left. And for those that have been paying along, I've played four straight stallions. maybe it's about time I switch it up a little bit. I do want pieces of the new Orleans passing attack. The only guy I can afford is probably their, their fourth target. uh, And that is Lee Morris, but he's got back-to-back games with three catches. You know, I do expect them to be behind and passing a lot. So Lee Morris,
0: uh, he was a great pitcher for the Detroit tigers in the eighties, uh, but uh, enter at your own risk there, man, you guys are all, I'm going to fuck you guys up uh, on this DFS lineup. Uh, hold on, Patty. See how many more receivers do you have? We know you I have got one left. Okay. I only have one left and see how many. Okay. Here we go. Colby. Okay. Uh, at uh, at $3,000 is Ishmael Hyman. Troy Williams, look, I have no faith in Ray Horton saying we're just gonna down the ball. I think they're gonna open up and go five wide, which 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 makes me paranoid. <laughs> so uh Ishmael Hyman, though, will probably have a good fantasy day, and the Maulers will probably lose by 20 because of this approach. At 3K, I think I think he's not a crazy not, not there's not a crazy angle here. Right, I got five hundred dollars to spend, by the way. I could go grab another guy at thirty five hundred. But I think Hyman is the guy. Patty C. Who's your final whiteout?
2: Well, I'm taking a page from the uh, book of Colby Dant here, and I'm surprised you're not going this route. We got for even cheaper 2,500 at one Cole Hikatini.
1: Play the music. <laughs> the I don't want Hikatini oh, unless
0: <laughs> I know Love is playing, but I will play the music for you. Look, Hikatini's on. He's out of bounds with Perry in the game. There's well, no.
1: Jacoby's I mean, point. I mean, yeah, the, the the week uh week eight, week nine, he had five for twenty seven on six targets and six for eighty and touchdown on seven targets. Last week, goose egg on one target. <laughs> so there is calls for concern,
0: and that's but, against the Stars' defense. Right. The Mahler's uh, defense is way better.
2: Let me but tell you what you have. Hick a dick energy. Okay. <laughs> is,
1: that a, is that a good thing?
0: <laughs>
1: no, it's not.
2: Well, I'm, I guess I would have that cause I'm the one who's playing them, but whatever. <laughs> uh,
1: but really for me, I, I only had $2,500. So I needed the cheapest thing on the board. And, uh, he's definitely been the most productive guy at that low price point.
0: Mm. Hmm. Mm. You guys, I'm going to whoop your guys' ass. Uh, all right. Uh, defense. Well, the, for some reason, the Maulers were the second cheapest. <laughs> Do you guys yeah, understand that I at have all? no
1: idea why Birmingham and new Orleans are the two most expensive. Yeah. So play the music again. I, I have the Maulers 3,900
0: well. Patty. Yeah. C. Yeah. Okay.
1: Triple,
2: triple down.
0: And That's our show. Boom. Look, no one's caring about the, the, the value of the defense is a DFS. <laughs> they haven't <laughs> checked since week three. And uh, yeah, all right, we're excited for the Freedom Cup, and we love the United States Football League. So please, if if maybe someone is listening from the United States Football League, the USFL, because you never know when you go out into the airwaves. I once had a DM from Mike Leach telling me that uh, he was fond of our work. Right, you never know when he put it out in the universe. All right, so Daryl Moose Johnson, if you are listening to this, you're doing a good job. Keep next, it up. Next year, put the teams in the markets, and we're good and maybe even expand to the Washington Federals and maybe some other teams, but the feds need to be in there and, and the gunslingers and the invaders and the Denver gold. (laughs) And uh, you know, Tim, I love bandit ball back, but Hey folks, we appreciate you. And look, we are going to be tweeting live at USFL gambling. Give us a follow because we are excited for the weekend. All right. The road to the freedom cup gets started in Canton in Birmingham. And then the championship game next week in Canton on NBC. Cannot wait. Folks, give uh, give us a follow, as I said. And uh, we're also on YouTube. You can watch this show, youtube.com, and then hit type in USFO Gambling. Give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C831. Uh give NC Nick a follow on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N-I-C-K. Shout out to NC Nick. He hops off of an airplane to do you know, he he actually uh, got in a fight uh, over a cab. And said I got a I got a USL fo- USFL podcast to do, and uh, Get the fuck out of my yeah, way, yeah, and uh, that, and and that, the, the poor old
1: lady that pushed yeah, the curb, yeah, that,
0: that pregnant poor old lady uh, decided Just for your entertainment, <laughs> people, uh, decided to let you go. The, the length we go, yeah, yeah. She, she must be uh, Moose Johnson's wife. So uh, look, uh, anyway, um, give NC Nick a follow. I'm on Twitter at DColbyD. Uh, we love the USFL, and we hope this uh, continues on because this is fantastic. And I'm excited for Saturday and Sunday. Hell yeah! This is the USFL Gambling Podcast. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of (laughs) here.